And failure, I don't know what failure is. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if something doesn't work out, I'm ready to go to the next step. Like, okay, what did I get from that is what I take. I don't see it as a failure. Oh, my God, it didn't work out. Because everything that I've been through has always taken me to the next level. Every fucking thing, the worst, the be- the, the the good, everything has taken me to the next step. So it's like, really, what's failure? Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. Hi, I'm ready. I am fucking ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of In The Living Room Podcast, where we learn, laugh, and heal. And please... Before we continue, please help this channel and hit the subscribe button before we get into this marvelous, jam-packed, beautiful, insightful, uh, you might need a napkin for this episode, but hit the subscribe if you watched anything before, because I'm seeing the numbers. You're watching, but you haven't subscribed and like, how are we going to get this to people if you're not doing what we need to do to get to the people? But here's what we have today. Not only... Uh, has she had to be resilient from, I think, her infancy, right? Like, she came into this world not from here, right? So she she had to migrate over here to this country. Lost a family member very young. Had to decide, you know, to come to this country and then be someone who wasn't just going to be a fly on the wall, right? An entrepreneur, a mother to a son who's autistic. So just to show you the power there, had ups and downs in entrepreneurship to now today have her own business that makes her a full-time income from the comfort of her home while battling. What is it? Is it arthritis? What is it? Rheumatoid arthritis and osteoporosis. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the one and only, the lovely, from all the way from Atlanta, by the way, Abby in the building. Clap it up for Abby. time. So I, I want to say, look, you know, I think everything happens when it's supposed to. You know, I'm in Atlanta and I bump into Abby. Social media, you got to change this stuff. If I'm following my friends, it's, my, it's up to me to reach out to people and stuff like that. But this algorithm got me so messed up that I don't see any of your posts. Right? I don't know anything that's going on. So when we're at this baby shower and you tell me what's going on, I am stuck. All right. I'm baffled. And as soon as we started talking, I'm like, Abby, oh, my God, can we please talk about this on the camera? <laughs> you know what I mean? So before we get into how you've gotten your success today, mm-hmm. you know, being able to make a full-time income from the comfort of your home, um, doing arts and crafts pretty much is called Abby's Creations. Yeah. Give us a little bit about your background, all right? Like, you know, how was it? My question to you was flee, living in Mexico mm-hmm. and then coming to the United States. What was the process like that? What was the process like for you? Well, at the beginning, it was very difficult because, you know, you're used to being around your culture, your family, um, your first language. Then you come here, especially to Georgia. Back in the day, it was just, you know, forest and, mm. and trees. Mm, um, now Atlanta is something else. Atlanta's you know? lit now. Yeah. And then coming from Acapulco, where you have the beaches, all these, you Acapulco know. is so fast. <laughs> the first place in Mexico I've ever been. Oh, really? It's Acapulco, Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm from. Fire. And so, you know, being here, and then it was January. It was cold and dry. But I think it was um, definitely, I think I was a child, so I wasn't really thinking Mm -hmm. about anything about the environment or the family. It was just, I was going through something, in like, in me, like, emotionally. 
but I just didn't know how to express it, so I just had to, you know, um, get used to everything here. Um, gotcha. But I, my mom was here, my siblings were here, and so, and then little by little, I just learned how to, you know. Navigate through. Yeah. So here's my question for you. Is anyone in your family an entrepreneur? Like, where do you get this, let me go build it, resilient, until it gets the job done kind of mindset? Because since the day I've met you, you've been this person. Um, no, no one is in my family. Uh, and majority of them all live in Mexico. And so, you know, things are a little complicated over there. Um, but I think it's when you're just tired of being broke, when you're just tired of, getting the same results, um, I kind of felt like if I'm in a different place where everyone's saying it's better, I got to mm. do something. You're in America, see. right, yeah, right. You know? So I think it was just a dream in a way, but I didn't have an example. I didn't know how to get there. So how do you start? Where is it first domino to say, because what are you doing? I mean, what kind of jobs are you working, right, mm -hmm. to then say this is not enough? I got to do something on my own. Well, I didn't have any papers, so really I was just doing anything. I mm. was working, going to school, and working. I did everything, literally, like clean offices, pick up trash. This is what you know what you do when you don't have documents to work. Mm. And so I did a little bit of everything, um, but I started working early at, a, at 14 um, due to having a stepfather that wasn't very supportive. And so I think my childhood was different because if I wanted clothes, if I wanted the new shoes, I had to get them myself. So I think that's when it, when it started happening. When I first got my first check, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, feeling that independency and feeling like, oh, I can work and buy my own stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it, where it started. Got it. Mm -hmm. So now, in the, in the midst of you going to school, did you um, did you go to college? Did you finish? No. Um, actually, I had to drop out of school. Um, I was going through a lot at home, mm. once again. It, I didn't have my dad. My dad died when I was little. And I, I came here, and it was very uh, difficult to be in a family where you basically don't have a dad, and the person that is supposed to be your dad is your abuser. So mm. my goal was to leave the house and become independent. I was young, so I didn't know exactly how to do it. Mind you, I don't have family here. So I kept working, and at 17, I moved out of my house, got my first apartment. And when you have to pay your own bills, you have to really like have a full-time job. So I had to make a choice to finish school or to pay my bills. So I ended up just working. Mm. And I just kept working and never went back to school, actually. What kind of hours? I'm just curious to know the hours. Because the reason I'm asking what kind of hours you were working is your work ethic. Right? I'm trying to see where that stems from as well. Obviously, that responsibility. Mm. So now you're working at 17. Is it long hours? Is it a high-paying job? Or is it like long hours? It was long hours, but it was not a high-paying job. I was a, I was a cashier, then I became a host, and then a server. And as a server, you pr pretty much work all week, all weekend. And I was probably just getting paid $4 an hour plus the tips. 
and that was my income. Yeah. So basically just paying for taxes and just depending on tips. So that that was my full-time job, and I didn't have a steady schedule. But Mm. that's the only thing that I could really get at that time. Got it. Mm -hmm. And then you find love, per se, Mm -hmm. right? Because in this time, you move out. Yeah. Um, and shortly after, you have a baby at like twenty. Mm-hmm. So, what was that like? Now you leaving? Were you in a relationship when you left? That now you meet this person like right, I got someone who can help me, mm-hmm. or it's like in the midst of you being independent, your in, your independence, you meet a man. So, uh, my family, my mom was very religious, and so in order for me to, I guess live with someone I had to be married and Mm. I respected my mom a lot so honestly I know it's funny but she said if you want to live with your boyfriend you got to be married Wow! so I tell my boyfriend hey we got to get married (laughs) and he says okay (laughs) no way (laughs) yeah so and we were both young so we got married um, I mean, he was my, my boyfriend for many years, but we were young. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know kid. what you want. You know, you're at that age. Yeah. So we get married, and right after that, it's obviously it didn't work out. Mm. But you know, I got my baby out of that situation. So here's a question I have for you because this is something that, um, you're an example. I would say you were a kid that had a kid, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And. For things like that, there's reasons where people either they're in a situation where they're with somebody for a long time or in the generation today, it kind of overwhelms me where I see people having kids like if they're not humans, like they're doing it just to do it. Mm. You know, once you had the baby, what did that do for you? And then you find out that when do you find out that your son has autism? Is it like after birth or they tell you like, I don't even know the process of finding out why he's in your stomach. You know, and what are you going through when you find these things out? So, honestly, when I got pregnant, although I was young, it's something that I had. I feel like I never had someone to truly love me. I didn't have the best relationship with my mom, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a father. So I, I was craving this um, this love, right? My son is born, and I just feel like that emptiness that I had he was able to fulfill that. Mm. And I felt like I just became all about making his life better than what my life was as a child. So that was my goal. And became a single parent after he was one. Um, And I knew there was something... When my my son was born, he was talking. He was like, we'll say, a normal kid. Mm -hmm. He had no problems. Um, but I took him to his doctor checkup, and um, I can't really talk a lot about what I think okay. happened. Okay, okay. Um, but after that incident, he was never the same. Mm. He stopped walking. He stopped He stopped talking. And then, but when they're young, they're not able to get a diagnosis, so I had to wait until he was almost three to know what was, you know, his diagnosis. Mm. And I just, at that moment, I just felt like, well... It must have been that God trusts me enough to have this child with these needs. And I just kind of felt like, um, you know, special kids are for special parents. Mm. And the fact that I was a single mom, I'm like, you know, God know what he's doing. So he got my back. And, you know. 
give me a give me a tough day. I love it. I mean, even what you're saying, like my emotions right now, as you say that, I want to be mad. Mm-hmm. I want to curse. Mm-hmm. Then I want to understand. Yeah. Right. Um. But in my mind, I'm thinking about a, t- a day that's tough. Right. Like mm. a tough day for Abby. What's that day like? And how do you keep it together? Like, what's the mechanism? Because honestly, I feel like today. You were sensitive as fuck. There's no grit. You can't say nothing to nobody. And someone like you, who really has a challenge, finds a way to still be a light. How? I think it's a choice. Um, I learned that at a very young age. I felt like I knew that my childhood was not normal. I didn't know how to describe it. I didn't know how to feel. But I just knew that was not right. And I could just stay because I was a victim right Mm -hmm. but I felt like if I was to stay as a victim I was gonna give my stepfather the pleasure to allow him to feel like he has a power to control my feelings Mm -hmm. or my emotions so that would piss me off like if I knew that you hurt me and you know that you're hurting me and you have the power for my emotions that would piss me off so I'm like no doesn't matter what I'm going through I'm going to choose happiness because I deserve that. And so I feel like the same thing for my child. Like, I wasn't thinking about, oh, my God, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to feel? I was more like, he's the one struggling because I can talk. He can't talk. Mm. So I could choose to be like, well, God, why why did you give me this? Or I could just be like, you know what? I got to figure it out how we're going to communicate here. You know, so I think that was the the choice that I made that. And I think, like, I do have my moments. I do have my moments where I just break down and I'm just, like, start thinking about his future or start thinking about my future. And I'm just like, how the heck is are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. And but I'm just like, OK, let me have a moment. Let me cry. Let me talk to God. Let me. Go off on him because that's exactly what I feel right now. But then it's time to get up and keep walking because it doesn't matter how much I cry. If I don't make a change, it's not going to change. So mm. I think it's, it's been more like a choice. So when you say you have your moment, mm. I want to kind of give that in time, right? Because I believe, I've heard this once before, and I promise you, Abby, it's, I don't know. Sometimes you hear things and times you're supposed to hear it. Said so when shit gets bad, you got 24 hours mm. to be as mad as you want to yeah. fucking be. Yeah. Fuck, curse, cry, be the victim. It's me. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like, yeah. you want more? Go crazy. Bring it all out. But once it's done, it's done. Mm. Choose happiness. But that's easier said than done coming right. from my standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're one that really is in it, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. is there any practical, like, okay, I'm the, I prayed. I, when you say I go off on him, mm. what does that mean? Am I cursing at God? Am I, what does off mean? Like, am I ranting on my pain? Because mm-hmm. I want to understand. You, show, you do it so well, like, mm-hmm. like, outside looking in, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of want that practical piece because you're someone who really has challenges and finds a way to keep moving and smile. Mm-hmm. 
So what's that practical like process? So some of us can like piggyback and try to adopt it or understand that yeah. it's something you have to do. You got to psych yourself out to some degree. So when I was younger, when I was in school, uh, the way to get it out, honestly, I used to fight a lot. Okay. <laughs> I used to fight. <laughs> that was a way of me to express right, it. Right, right. Because I was young. I couldn't, you know, verbally say it. Right. So I got kicked out of public school. I didn't. I knew you was a gangster, son. <laughs> I, I knew Gabby. I knew Abby was a thug, son. Um, Go ahead. I was. I was really. I was. I was. Bad. I mean, I wasn't bullying anybody. Right, right, right. I would just hurt you if you hurt me. Mm. You know, in a physical way. Um. So I got kicked out of public school, end up having to go to an alternative school because no one wanted me. Because it was, it was a lot going on that. I think it's just like, you just got to let it out. I was letting it out the wrong way, but, you know, like, it was, I was mad. I was mad at God. I was mad at my mom. I was mad at my family because I couldn't understand, why did you let me come here? Why did you allow me to, I had everything over there. Mm. I was not broke until I got here. Mm. I always had something to eat. I wasn't, you know, living in no living room. I was on my In the living room podcast where we learn African. <laughs> 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 no, I'm listening though. That's real right there. That's real. Yeah. So now how does that change for you? Because now you have a baby. Mm-hmm. You can't fight no more. Right. That's a learning experience. I think you understand the pain though, to some degree, right? So yeah. what's the go to when you're having a bad day? Is it I'm stirring up some tea? Is it Netflix and sit down? Like I wanna know. Genuinely, I'm trying to picture Abby have a bad day. Is there a process she has or you've been doing it so long that you don't necessarily have a system per se? But I'm just curious. Today, when you go through a challenge in regards to your son, because we're going to get to about your condition in a second. In that time frame, was there something that you that was your outlet that you were going to or it was like, I don't got too much time? At the moment, when it comes to my child, I would I don't ever recall crime many times. When it came to my child, it was more like, I need to figure it out, mm. you know? And it was tough because, mind you, you're a single parent. You're young, right? And I wanted to have the best time of my life at that moment. And I don't have my mom's support. So it's like, okay, what do I do, right? Um, there's nights where he's not sleeping and I got to go to work the next day. Um, there's times where we're just at the store and the noise is bothering him Mm. and I just got to drop everything and take him to the car or we're at the airport. There's a lot of people and you just, I don't know where he just has a panic attack. Mm. And what do I do? People looking at you because they're thinking, oh, my criado, oh, he's just having a, Mm. because they don't know the condition. Right. Right. And so I had moments where I really like just, I had to hold it together, but I would go to the restroom and just cry and cry. And But something that I always did is I always spoke to my son. My son is nonverbal, and, I, you know, people, a lot of people feel like or think that autistic kids don't understand because they're probably not looking at your eyes or they're not responding, but they receive everything that you tell them. Mm. So I had to just be honest with him. Mm. Listen, baby. I know you're having a bad time, uh, but mommy's having a bad time too. Mm. So let's help each other out. I promise you that as soon as we get out of here, 
I'm gonna go get you some chicken nuggets mm. or this or that, you know. So I felt like with him, I had to learn how to control the the situation, so the situation couldn't control me. So I felt like with him, it was just different. It was just different. It was like a strength that was coming inside of me that I didn't know how because I didn't have the example. I didn't know what it was to be a great mom. Right. Nice. And I don't know where all these things are happening. And I'm managing it well. You know, I I knew I was, at the moment, I didn't know how well I was doing. But looking back, I'm like, dang, girl, you did that shit. 100% you did that. You know? You're doing it right now. I want to so. clap it up for fucking Abby. <laughs> like, that's real. Like, you know, here's my question for you. It's kind of complex, I think. What does love mean to you? What does failure mean to you? Because I think those two have a different defini- like a definition that I'm curious to know that you give it because you done been through some things. So what does love mean to Abby? What does failure mean to Abby? Uh, I feel like we confuse love with a feeling. Um, and it's not a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I feel like it's a choice. Like you choose who to love. You choose when to love, um, and I feel just it, it's just a decision. I don't think I can say, "Hey, Rob, I love you," but if you do something to me then tomorrow, then I'm not gonna love you tomorrow. Mm. You know, so I feel like it's just hard to explain it, but it's more than a feeling. You Got know, it. it's understanding me, it's listening to me, it's you accepting me for who I am. And me accepting you for who you are. And if there's something that you're where you're lacking, I'm gonna help you. You know? Um, I think that's that's love to me. And failure, I don't know what failure is. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if something doesn't work out, I'm ready to go to the next step. Like, okay, what did I get from that? Is what I take. I don't see it as a failure. Oh my god, it didn't work out. Because everything that I've been through has always taken me to the next level. Every fucking thing, the worst, the be- the, the the good, everything has taken me to the next step. So it's like, really, what's failure? Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. Yo, I'm going to fucking tell you something right now, boy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. Boy. Because here's why. Here's why, right? Because now when we talk about your business accolades, right? Mm. Like things you've done in business, right? Um, not having a, I mean... We were in business together, so you had some mentorship there, of course. But in in saying, I'm going to wake up and create Abby's creations. Mm. What sparks this idea? All right. And then you had to pivot a couple times. Mm. So in some people's mind, as an entrepreneur, if you're a new entrepreneur, it's never the first idea you think that strikes and hits gold. Very rare. Right. So how do I go and say, I start Abby's creations? And this is what I want to do. And is it a business yet? And then, But it's not necessarily reaching the money that you want to reach or reaching the amount of people. Mm-hmm. Tell me how Average Christian came about, I guess, to give this question a All better right. detail. How did it start? And when did you feel like, did you at any given point feel like you were failing, making no progress? Mm-hmm. And when that came about, how did you change to then have Average Christian still working today? Gotcha. So... I feel like after I got married, um, I realized 
all of the trauma that I went through as a child. Mm. And that's when it really hit me. So I feel like because I didn't process it then, somehow I just started processing all that pain. I couldn't understand it why, because I'm like, I'm finally happy with the person that truly loves me and that I love. Mm-hmm. Everything is great. Got my papers. My son is doing better. Mm-hmm. I was feeling great. And out of the sudden, I start getting depression. Mm-hmm. I start getting anxiety. And I don't know how to control it because I've always been on survival mode. Like, I'm ready, right? And now you got time. Now I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what's going on, right? So I'm working. Everything is doing better um but i'm depressed okay so so we could give the the listeners and the viewers Mm -hmm. a better perspective so now abby's remarried yeah (laughs) to the fucking realest of realest the illest of illest (laughs) he can't see me in bordo he's my man i love him (laughs) (laughs) so so to give a perspective on that right the reason why i asked you what's love and what's failure because you meet flashy and what's the first thing that come to your mind when you see him? Like, when you see this man, what's, what comes to your mind? I felt peace in my heart. I just felt like he was different from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was able to, I don't know, feel his soul. Like, he mm. was just so different. What and was the words you told this man when you saw him? What was he going to be? <laughs> um. I saw when I met him that first weekend, I would say I, I saw him. There was a connection mm-hmm. and I told him one day you're going to be my husband. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> right. Before this meetup, the whole love at first sight bullshit. Right. Like I was <laughs> like, that shit is bullshit. And then and then you have a friend, Abby and Flash and to see who they've become in partnership in love in friendship in business. This shit is really breathtaking. It's really a movie on y'all. You know what I mean? So just to give the viewers and the listeners a backtrack, because we went from, it ain't the old motherfucker. We, it's the new guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you now create, um, back to you, just, I'm sorry. So you're now in the a, in a process of making average creations, right? Um, and then give me that process, because when you were saying, you wait, sorry, I'm rumbling. Here's what hit me. To then say you was always in survival mode, because I think this is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You finally get to a place at peace, and you no longer have to be in survival mode, mm-hmm. and you start to feel depression. Mm. That's scary. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a very profound process. How do, we, how do we get out of that? How do we, it's a new place, new territory now. Mm-hmm. Is this when the business comes about? Like, when is, I'm curious. So I'm working, and there was one time where um, one of my cousins was going to have a baby shower, and I love decorating. For my son's birthday, every year is a different theme, and I make all the decorations. And so my cousin reached out to me and said, hey, is there any way that you can help us by making some paper flowers? And I'm like, yeah. Mind you, I did not know how to do it. <laughs> I just say, yeah. <laughs> That's the lesson right there. You really kn- you didn't know no. how to do it? I mean, I saw them. I have seen somebody do it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that looks easy. Mm. And I told them, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And when is your baby shower? Oh, it's in, it's in four weeks. I'm like, okay, I have enough time. And I made, 
I made 20 flowers, but I cut them with my own hand. Like, I didn't have no machine. I didn't have no tools. I just made it, like, handmade, literally. And so I made them, and she asked me to help her decorate for the baby shower. So I go help her, and it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. At the baby shower, people were like, oh, my God, who did this and this and this and that? And they're like, oh, can I get your card? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I did. I don't do it as a business. I was just helping my cousin. Mm. And then the next day, my um, his girlfriend reached out to me. Hey, somebody's asking for your information because they're having a baby shower. And it's, uh, it's my brother. And I'm like, oh, I don't do it as a business, but I, since it's your brother, I'm going to help them. And I'm like, hey, all you have to do is buy all the materials, and I'll go ahead and do it. I did it. Then next thing you know, somebody else reached out on Instagram. Hey, do you mind doing some paper flowers for my baby's nursery room? Mm. I'm like, okay, now I got to charge because, <laughs> you know. Right. This is, you know, so then I started just making paper flowers on the side, and I kept my job. Um, I, I was working at my son's school. He goes to a private school, um, kids with special needs. Mm -hmm. So they're not paying me well, but I'm enjoying the time. Now, little by little, this side job or hobby was actually paying me more than the school. Mm. So I'm like, wait a minute. And then I was so busy. Um, I still needed to be a mom. So the idea was to, you know what, let, let, let me just try it out. So then, little by little, it became a job slash hobby. Mm. Yeah, and that's what helped me come out of depression because I was so busy. I didn't have time to think, and just creating and putting a smile on someone, it was like it would make me feel better. So it just really helped me, and I ended up just enjoying it so much that I'm like, okay, I'm a, I had to keep doing this because it's making me happy. You know as I say this, I'm no expert in this field, mm -hmm. right? And what causes depression, how do you get out of depression? Uh, but to me, it's every time it's something is outside of you, mm -hmm. it helps us get rid of the noise. Because yeah. you literally went to just help somebody and found peace in doing that, right? But then life comes and says, yo, Abby, I know things are well, mm -hmm. Um but you're a warrior, and we're going to give you another battle that only someone like you can endure and be here to speak about today. So in the midst of you doing all this stuff, um, you were telling me that your body, all right? As us, you know, I would say Hispanics, <laughs> you know, we start to feel pain and... What's a doctor? I think that's because of our healthcare. I'm gonna be real. I think, <laughs> I, I think, yeah. I think your know, healthcare stop playing and give us some healthcare so we go to the doctor because we go through pain and mm -hmm. ah for what? Because we don't want to see that bill. I think we grew up, and it's that's what it really is. Limon con sal, muchacho, yeah. and you good. I'm <laughs> You fine. So this this work of you doing all this work, mm -hmm. and then your body starts to tell you something, but not drastically. And then it leads up to you finding out what you have. Can you just walk us through that process? Like, Yeah. Um, so I started making a full-time income, right? So mm -hmm. things were doing great, but we were living in a small apartment. So we're like, okay, it's time to get a house. Time to upgrade, B. Time to upgrade. Time to upgrade. We moved to a big house. You know, the full garage is now my shop. Mm -hmm. So we're excited. Um, and since we, since we had just moved and I had a lot of work. Mind you, I think pandemic was already starting to happen mm -hmm. 
Um, but my business increased because people can't celebrate outside, so they had to celebrate inside. Mm. So now they're like, can I get a cake top or can I get this? So it was doing it was doing great. Mm. Um, and little by little, my shoulder starts to hurt, and then my older shoulder, then my feet. And I'm thinking it's probably because we moved and I was picking up some heavy stuff. And I'm just ignoring the, the pain because I'm thinking I'm just tired. Um, next thing you know, I can't open bottles of water and I'm just like, huh? All right, Abby, when you say you can't open a bottle of water, you're thirsty, mm-hmm. you grab it, but you don't have the strength to open the bottle. Yeah. Like it doesn't hit you then? No, I still feel like <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just need some vitamins, wow. you know? And so, because it was not. Nothing was tingling. I didn't feel, right, I didn't right, feel right, like right, numbness. Right. It was just like, oh, dang, it's, this is hard. Somebody sealed this water about yeah. the bottle. <laughs> right. I'm like, right. Hey, like, damn, know, who sealed this up? I even up? told them, we need to change the, the brand because <laughs> this is too hard. <laughs> right. And, yeah, so things like that. Like, I just kept right, putting right, excuses. Right. Like, right. Until one day, my shoulders started to hurt really, really bad. Like, it felt like I broke a bone. And Flashy rushed me to the hospital we get there, and they're asking questions. Do you feel this? How do you feel like this? Does this hurt? Da, da, da. Do you feel this? And I'm just answering to all these questions. Now it's making me think. And since it's a pandemic, they can't really give me results right there and then because everything is closed. And she's like, listen, um, I have to tell you this because it could be this or that. Mm. And one of the diagnoses was blood cancer. And I'm like wait, what? You're wrong because I'm good. Like, right, I'm right, good. Right, right, I just right. came for this. Right. I'm like, y'all need to do some x-rays. That's what y'all need to do. Mm. He's like, um, they did x-rays. Like, nothing is broken. I'm like, no, it is because it hurts. And it felt like it broke, but like, it wasn't it felt broken. Like, like, I couldn't move my arm. I'm like, no, it, it broke. It's like, no, it, it, it's not broken. Then after that, I'm telling you, within a week, I was my body was already... Not knowing what it was, but hearing the word cancer, I'm just like, what in the world? My whole body started getting swollen. My hands, I couldn't move my hands. So I had to start calling clients. Hey, um, sorry, I had to give you your money back because I can't do your order. Mm-hmm. Hey, and then I didn't want to tell everybody because I just still, I still didn't know what was going on. And so it just got worse and worse to the point where I couldn't even scratch my uh, my face like have you ever had a dream where you can't fight back yes yes that, it was the scariest fuck that's exactly what was going on to my body like i was just in bed and i couldn't even scratch my face like i was just stiff and i could there was no way and so swollen and i couldn't understand what was going on and we went to different doctors Mind you, it's pandemic. Nobody's really, you know. So it took two months to find out what I had. And so wait, so you're going through this pain like this for two months before you get like the like what's before the, I get a diagnosis? This is fucking crazy. Yeah. So that's it was scary, and I think that's when literally everything just just went south, and I was no longer myself. I was no longer strong. I just, because I couldn't control it, and I knew it. Like, mentally, I wanted to get up. 
I wanted to play with my son. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do anything. Like, I just couldn't do anything. Mind you, I've only been married for one year. Mm. And so it's like, okay, you know, how can we go from from here? Um, the results are not back yet. And my chest is hurting to the point that I can't breathe. So it's it was very scary. Later on, when I was diagnosed and they told me, hey, you have rheumatoid arthritis. I have never heard of that. I knew what arthritis was. Mm-hmm. You have rheumatoid arthritis and osteoporosis. Ah, uh, what? Like in my bones, in my joints, and stage four. I'm like, I didn't even know there were stages. Like, what? What is going on? My legs were n- no longer straight. The knee was to the side. The shoulder was to the side. It was something that I have never seen. In my life, no one in my family has been diagnosed with anything like that. So it was, that was kind of like the worst time of my life. You're only married for a year. Mm-hmm. You get this news. What do you think about your marriage at this point? Do you feel like, honestly speaking, um, it was something that was going to last? Did you feel like, how is he going to be with me if I can't even get up and move? Like, was that ever a thought? <coughs> yeah. Take your time. You know, especially... Having a child that that needs you, and yeah, you love this person, but you really don't know how they're gonna react to something new, because that's not how they met you. Mm. They met a strong person. Mm. So it was very, it was very tough. Um, I think, like I mentioned, I think it hit me more emotionally than physically. Um, so it was, it was very, very tough. Um, obviously I'm so thankful. I think God knew exactly how was my whole life and he knew what I had been through and he just never let go of me, you know? And I feel like he put the right partner. Otherwise I would, I would not be here today. Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're in that situation, it's kind of like hard to see you tomorrow because it's out of it's outside of your hands. Like you can't change that. You can't and you can't. I might. I mean, I was asking questions like, "How did I get this? Mm. Why me?" Mm. It's not like I'm eating unhealthy. Mm. Uh, it's not like I'm drinking or I'm doing this. You know. So it's like you kind of question like, "Why me?" You know. Like, what did I do? To deserve this. And so it was very tough, especially not being able to be the mom that I wanted to be at that time. Um, but I had the the best partner that I could have at that moment. And I'm not going to lie. There were days where I seriously told God, like, if this is going to be my life, 
Like, I just don't want to be here. Um, and I had thoughts of just, you know, like how to end it because I kind of felt like I felt stuck. I felt like a shadow. Um, it didn't matter who was next to me. Like it felt alone, like, especially people not knowing what it was, mm. you know, like you're young, you're 30 years old. Like, you know, you don't, this is not, this is not normal. This is not what you see. And. All of a sudden, your dreams are crashed. Everything is crashed. So I was like, God, if this is going to be my my life, like, I just don't want to be here. Mm. And I was numb, like, to the point where, I mean, I love my child, and I would give my life. But at that moment, I couldn't even say I want to be here for my son. Like, I just. It was too much pain. It was too much, yeah. So when does it change? When does uh, when does the swelling go? Because t- at this current moment, oh man, even you sharing that, Abby, like I'm doing everything in the world to hold my tears, you know. But again, what does love mean, Abby? What does failure mean, Abby? Because then you're here now, right? Um, how does this change? How do you get back into routine? How do you able to say, all right? Let's jump out of it. I mean, remember you telling me it takes you two hours, two hours to get ready and moving before you can continue to put orders in and then flash to go and say, you know what, that's the the best business partner you can have. But honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I wish I can say I understand, you know, and not to be a lie because I don't understand what you went through. But I know who I have in front of me. Right, and it's people going through tough times and dark spots and stuff like that. But you, some way, somehow, still found the light. When did you find it? How did you do that? How did you get here? Um, it was a point where doctors they had not mentioned this, but they they finally mentioned that I could die from this. If it if we got to the point where my chest got too swollen that could stop my heart. Or if my throat was too swollen, that could stop me from breathing. So it was at risk. I was at risk. And I just kind of felt like the the more I would stay in bed, the more miserable I would feel. And the more depressed I would feel, the more pain I would feel. Mm, we so, fucking talking right now. Um, so at that moment, I'm like, wait, what if, Okay, let's say I'm going to die tomorrow, right? Mm. How do I want to spend my last day? And I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't know when it's going to be my day. Matter of fact, nobody knows. Nobody knows when it's going to be their last day, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I finally accepted what I had. Mm. I was not trying to be strong no more. Mm. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm in pain. I'm at the worst chapter of my life. Mm. And I don't even I don't care anymore, like because I kind of feel like while I was stuck, the world was still moving on. So if I die tomorrow, the world is still gonna move on. So I had to learn how to move on without the world, without what was happening with everybody else. I would go to Instagram. Everybody was with their child outside playing, and I was in bed, and my son was just crying, looking at me like, "Mom, get up." So I'm like, "Okay." You know what? I need to do something. 
And so that's when I'm like, listen, if I have seven days, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to enjoy that. So every time there were some good days, there were some bad days. On the good days, I would tell Flash, listen, we're going to the beach today. Oh, it's lit. <laughs> we're going to the beach. <laughs> I love that. And because in my mind, I'm like, I'm probably going to die tomorrow. Might so as well to might beach. as well enjoy it before mm. I do. And once I accepted it, it was like, okay, so if you go through my Instagram, I'm at the beach. I'm in pain, but I'd rather be at the beach than in my bed, you know. So I'm going on vacation. Now people is confused as fuck because they're like, wait. <laughs> Weren't what, you? Isn't she sick? Right. I remember my mom asking for prayer, and one of my aunts was like, but isn't she on vacation? I see her on vacation. <laughs> and my mom was like, you, you have no idea what she's truly going right, through. Right. But I just didn't want to have that. I didn't want... I didn't want people to feel bad for me mm-hmm. or to only come to me because they oh, feel bad. They feel right. bad. No, like I'm Abby. Right. I have this, but I'm still Abby. Mm-hmm. And so I just started, you know, like going against the wave and I made a promise to God. I'm like, all right, cause I'm doing this diet. I'm doing these things. I'm doing that. And, and it's not working the way that I want it to work. So I'm going to go to the man and I was mad at him for a long time because of the situation. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I'll give up. Like, I can't do it on my own. Knock, knock. Here I am. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, God, if you allow me to at least walk, I promise you that I'm going to live every day like it's my last day. And I'm going to do everything that it's in my power to do. That was uh, December 31st of 2021, mm. last year. I'm like, if you at least allow me to walk, I promise you that I'm going to do everything you want me to do in this life because my life ain't over here yet. And so I remember I visited a church. I think that's when it started. I visited a church. It was a new church. Nobody knew me. And mind you, my mom is religious, so I hate religion. Mm. But I go to this church, and I'm thinking, oh, they're so religious, you know. Mm. But here I am because my friend Kat <laughs> invited me. Mm. So I go, and I don't know where. Mind you, she doesn't know me. And she starts telling me, this is what you have. This is, she knew everything that I had. I don't know this lady. And she's like, but I'm here to tell you today that you're not dying. Don't be scared. You're not dying. So that was to me like a confirmation. Mm. And, and she said so many things that only God knew, mm. right? So after that, I'm like, you know what? I need to talk to, I need to, talk to him and trace something and make some promises or something. Mm. So I made my promise, and literally January 1st, and I didn't want to celebrate, I didn't want to party. I just went to the beach. Like I told him, I'm like, I just need to a one-on-one with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to, like, preach or anything, mm-hmm. but that's what worked out for me, Got it. right? I go, I go into the ocean because my, my, I can't because um, osteoporosis is like you can break a bone. Like if you mm. fall, if I twist, I can just break anything. So I'm supposed to be very careful. I can't go into the ocean because if a wave takes Knocks me you like out. that, yeah. you know, it can break my legs. And my son is like, you know, come to the water, come to the water. I'm like, no, baby, you know, he convinced me to go into the water. And I'm like, oh, man, here I am scared. But I'm just like, you know what, forget it. Mm. If I die tomorrow, I'm going like, <laughs> to die happy. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm playing with him. 
when I'm coming out, flash in the back, I'm walking out by myself. The waves are hitting me, and I'm just walking. And I just realize, I'm like, wait, what? I'm walking out, and I'm able to walk on my own. All, all this time, Flash is holding me. But this, this moment, he's not holding me. And I'm like, what? That's January of this year. And I'm walking, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk to the car. Hold on, don't hold me. I'm going to walk to the car by myself without any shoes, just walking. And ever since then, I, I've been walking. <laughs> I've been walking oh and working God. and doing everything. So when you so now to, to bring this fucking incredible episode to a landing, so when do you say, I'm back in business? So how does your hands, because, you know, you have to stop everything. How do you get back in business? What do you pick up the phone and say, yo, I'm back. <laughs> the shop is open. <laughs> oh, my God, what a story, Abby. So I had, I mean, I never closed my Instagram mm. page. Mm. Because when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to close the doors just in case, right? Mm. So I never closed my, my, my page. And the moment I decided to do a business, I put Abby's creations because I'm like, what if one day I change it and I want to do something else? It's mm. still going to be creations, right? Mm. So now I'm coming back. Mind you, I'm coming back from my trip. The moment I'm like on my way back, I'm already thinking about everything I'm, that I'm going to do. Mm. And I'm like, Flashy, I'm going to launch my page and I'm going to start working. And he's like, you just started walking. Like, dude, like, you're too excited right now. I'm like, no, I'm doing this. Right, right, right. I'm doing this. And my my mindset changed right there and then. Because to me, it's like, what the? Like, yeah, dude, I couldn't crazy. walk. That's I'm crazy. walking now. And I was afraid of maybe it was it was just for a couple of hours. But I was like, no, 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 no. I need to convince myself and make my brain believe that, that it's working, that I'm walking. And I'm going to do what I have to do to stay there. And I kind of feel like I unlock something. Like, you know, when you play a game, you unlock, and you're like, no, now I'm going to keep going. I found the code. I'm going to keep going. So I think from there, I just changed my mindset. By changing my mindset, my emotional self changed. Uh, physically, I started seeing some results. And mind you, I was taking the same. Same thing, same, same diet. Things that, yeah. It was just, I. I feel like I believed in my miracle so much that that's when things started to change. That's right there. I believed in my miracle so much, things start to change. So give me the month. You go back into business. Mm -hmm. Then you get on TikTok. Give me this story. Okay. So I go back. We're in January. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm launching my business next week. And I need this money. I, this <laughs> I need yeah. this amount of money because yeah. I need me a new computer. Yeah. And I need machines to cut the yeah. paper. And I'm only working with paper. So I'm trying to convince him because, mind you, he's the one that's helping me. Right. He has his job, but he still has to dress me up every day. Mm. He has to pick me up every day, help me shower every day. Mm -hmm. So I have to let him know, like, Okay, now we're going to add more stuff to By our the way. Plate. By the way. <laughs> but I told him, I'm like, listen, I promise you. Mm. I promise you I'm going to make that money back. He wasn't worried about the money. He was just like, dude, like, are you listening to yourself? Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I promise you. Right. You're not going to regret it. Right. And when I say that, he knows I'm going I'm to yes, do it, right? Yes, yes. So he was like, all right. He invests in my business. So I'm like, now this time I'm not taking local uh, local um, orders. Mm. You got to go to my website, and it's going to have an estimated time because now I have a condition. Mm -hmm. 
So from there on, I started posting like three items. And mind you, this was my first orders. It was an idea that I had. I call it Mateo. I put on Mateo. It was not an order. I just made it seem like it was an order. I posted it on social media. I posted my page. People were waiting already. Like, uh, one of my cake toppers went viral on Etsy. It was like, you will go to Etsy and my picture will pop up. Mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, I think I did it from my heart. It was so pretty. And people just started ordering. They, they don't know me. These are clients that have no idea who I am. This is on Etsy. This is not on Instagram, people that follow me. Right. So this is a new market, right. right? So I'm just, you know, selling cake toppers, you know, and, and I'm doing videos. I'm not familiar. I wasn't familiar with TikTok. I just thought it was, like, dancing and for young mm -hmm. people. So I'm just, I'm not messing with that. Mm -hmm. So I just kept posting on Instagram. And I just happened to post a video on TikTok um, it was just a stupid video. I didn't even try. Mm. Like, it was just like this. It was like a six-second video. Right. Uh, I, don't even, I didn't even know what was trending, so I just put whatever song p popped up. And next thing you know, I'm getting a lot of orders, a lot of orders, and I'm like, wait, I wasn't ready for that because I just came back right. and I'm sick. You know, right, I don't, right. I'm not telling nobody, but and I just keep getting orders. My goal was very low because I didn't know how it was going to go. And what it's paper craft. What was the number? What was your goal? <laughs> My goal was four hundred dollars a month because okay. I wanted to at least pay a bill. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, and this is a great lesson right here, right? Yeah. You start low, mm -hmm. right? Because entrepreneurs get in business and they want to do four thousand, fifty thousand their first month. <laughs> So four hundred was your first goal. Yeah, four hundred dollars was my <laughs> okay, goal. I'm with it. And I'm like, at least I want to pay, you know, a bill, my, a bill any mm. bill. And so the first month I made, I made five hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, hundred dollars more. Mm. And he's like, increase the number. I'm like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> the okay, business part is like I'm up the price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do eight hundred. He's like, no, do a thousand. I'm like, damn, okay, you know. So I made a thousand the next month. Mm. Then the following month, my, before that though. Um, I don't have my notifications turned on on TikTok, but I don't know where I'm just getting all this traffic. And I'm like, okay, where is it coming from? I go to my website and it shows me where it's coming from. And I see it says TikTok. I'm like, hey, like, you know, I go to TikTok. My video has 250K views. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, wait, what? The little six-second video? The one that you just the put up? The six-second video with, uh, I don't know what song is playing. 250,000 hits on it, and you're getting orders nonstop. Yeah. And I'm booked. I was booked for the entire year at that moment. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I got it. So I had to rearrange everything. The estimated time, the shipping cost. This is I went up on my price. I now because now I'm an entrepreneur and now I'm making money. So it's like, but it was not coming. I was not expecting that. Now I'm making two to almost three k a month, and I'm like, what? Like, are you serious? I didn't think. I never wake up. I never woke up one day say I'm gonna be a crafter one day. Like, you know, like we look at it as a crafters, like, I mean, yeah, it's a hobby. It's so cute. So to me, it was not something that I wanted to be. It just happened. And but it made me realize you could do anything. Honestly, especially we, after the pandemic, I think you're able to just do anything. You can just be funny and make money because you're funny. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So that's how it happened. 
Um, and so now I got traffic on Instagram, but TikTok is my main source now. So what we're going to make sure is that we put the details mm-hmm. of Abbey Creations and the links below. Y'all already know what it is. Look, if this is not an episode that can shake you out of getting you out of your mind, trusting, here's what I heard this whole time. You, this is the part that hit me the most. When you finally got to a point where you felt happy, mm-hmm. depression hit. To hear those words, or you finally felt like I don't have, I'm not living no more to survive. Mm-hmm. Then you get hit with news where you had to find the ultimate survivor again. Yeah. To snap and make a decision to come back, and the world receives you through your product, two hundred and fifty thousand views, six a partner, Abby. You are a real superhero. Like, you are a, a story that needs to be documented. Netflix, if y'all want it, we could do that too. I am honored and blessed to have you here. Thank you so much for being vulnerable, for being powerful, and for sharing that here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, that is wow. another one. Thank you. In the Living Room Podcast, where we learn, laugh, and heal. That was amazing. Thank Give me a- you, guys.